Hi, this is Ann Cavera with Speeding Past 80. Today's episode is called Treasure Among the Discards. I love books. I'd rather spend a rainy afternoon in a bookstore or library than any place else I can think of. I think my love for books goes all the way back to my childhood. My dad was in the Navy, and so we moved often. Between first grade and graduating high school, we lived in nine different houses or apartments. But the one thing I could always count on was a good book. Library books, school books, books from a neighbor down the street, books given to me at Christmas, even the Scholastic Book Fair, all offered a world that could go with me. I think I began to look at books as portable friends, always there when I needed them. But somewhere along the way, I discovered some books were not seen as valuable as others. There were those tables outside of bookstores with volumes nobody wanted, marked down to rock-bottom prices. Those books looked ashamed of themselves. How could they have fallen so low? Didn't anybody see the wonderful things inside those covers? I did. I began scouring remainder tables, yard sales, library sales for the books nobody else wanted. All these years later, I'm still at it. We have an amazing library, and they have wonderful book sales two or three times a year. They've got books for 50 cents, DVD and audiobooks, too. Often these days, I can't get to those sales. One day not long ago, I went to the library after the sale was over. In the lobby, they had row after row of carts with leftovers from the sale. These were 10 cents each. I'd hit the jackpot. I told myself I would buy one, only one book. So I bought An Authentic Woman by Betty Claire Moffat. It's a book of short essays on women who age well. It's a delight. I'm thoroughly enjoying reading it. You can still get used copies online, even though Betty Moffat passed away some years ago. My all-time favorite leftover undervalued book is one called Reaching Toward the Heights. It's a year's worth of daily devotions by Richard Wormbrand. It was published in 1977. I found it a long time ago on a table for 25 cents. The devotions are good reading, but Richard Wormbrand's life is a remarkable story in itself. He was of Jewish descent, born in Romania, orphaned at an early age. He grew up as an atheist. He took a trip to the Romanian mountains and met a Christian carpenter. The carpenter shared the gospel with him. What he didn't know was this Christian carpenter had been praying that in his lifetime, he might be able to bring one Jewish person to Christ. Well, in the Gospels, Wormbrand found all the love he'd been longing for all of his life. He and his wife, Sabina, both became Christians. He became a Lutheran pastor. When the communists took over Romania in 1945, he and Sabina became leaders in the underground church. They were arrested many times for this. Richard spent 14 years in communist prisons, including three years in solitary confinement in an underground cell. He saw no one during those years except his guards, 
and the people who came to torture him. In 1964, Christian friends in Norway purchased his freedom for $10,000. He and his wife made their way to Glendale, California, where they founded an international organization to aid persecuted Christians in communist countries. Who would have guessed an orphan from Romania, after spending 14 years in a communist prison, would die in 2001 at age 91? His little book is still on my shelf. I've used some of the readings several times in workshops and programs. Discounted books and discounted people have a lot in common. The world often thinks very little of them. October is Respect Life Month. Each week, the deacon from our parish, Deacon Phil, pays us a visit. Yesterday, we were talking about valuing the unborn, and he said how important it is for us to also care for children after they're born. I could not agree more. According to UNICEF, worldwide we now have 153 million orphans. Children often living on the streets, sleeping under bridges, suffering from hunger and disease— Sometimes they band together in packs to have some little semblance of family. These children are just as valuable as those who live in good homes with plenty to eat. They're like those books on carts and tables waiting to be taken in, while few people guess how much potential is in each one of them. The problem of what is happening to our children can seem overwhelming. I think we need to see people the way God sees them. You see, God seems to delight in finding and using discards. He plucks a person out of the pile that everyone else discounts, thinks little of, and wants little to do with, and he uses that person for something good and beautiful. Think about Abraham and Sarah, two old people living in a tent at the edge of the desert, or Joseph, a young man rotting in prison in the prime of his life or the despised Samaritan woman at the well, or the tax collectors and fishermen who became Jesus' closest friends. When Philip found Nathanael and invited him to come and meet Jesus, Nathanael said, From Nazareth? Can anything good come from that place? Even Jesus was discounted and counted for little. So it goes, we discount other people the way some people refuse to believe A book for 25 cents could have anything to offer. I think the world could begin to turn right again if people really saw the potential, the blessing, the promise inside each precious child. What if there was such a demand by good people who say life is precious that every orphan in the world had a warm and loving home? What kind of riches would those children bring to the world? This is Ann Cabrera. Thanks for joining me. This has been Speeding Past 80.